Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy Weiner, and I am the Chief Love Officer of LastFirstDate.com. I am the dating and love coach for women over 40 who want to attract and sustain a lasting, loving, healthy relationship. We have a wonderful show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with Janelle and Rob Alex. They are experts in relationships and intimacy dynamics, and they're going to be talking about the importance of keeping mystery and adventure alive in a long-term relationship. Juicy, juicy topic. As a dating coach, it is my mission to help women over 40 recognize the qualities of a good man and learn the skills that, that it takes to make love last. And most people don't realize that it actually takes skill, um, and I'm sure that Janelle and Rob are going to be talking about some skills that you can apply to your long-term relationship or marriage. Um, and the problem is that most of us don't grow up with these skills. They need to be taught and What's wonderful is it's never too late to learn them. And um, I have compiled a free report um, that outlines the top three mistakes that women over 40 and men over 40 actually are making in dating that have sabotaged their dating success. And I want you to have a copy. So if you don't already have one, go ahead um, to my website when we get off this radio show and go to lastfirstdate.com. And you can sign up on my homepage. It's a, it's a free guide. It's got tons of great information besides the three top mistakes and how you can turn them around. I have lots of other tips that you may never have thought of that are very simple and actionable that will help you have a better chance at finding love. And then once you find love, you can apply all these great tips that we're going to be discussing today about how to keep that spark alive. So please go over to lastfirstdate.com and sign up for my free guide. Today's show is sponsored by audible.com. They are a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from. So you can listen to those audiobooks whenever, wherever you like, if you're working out, if you're taking a walk, if you're in the car. It's fabulous. I know most of you are very busy like me, and I just love listening to podcasts wherever I go. So get a free audiobook when you sign up for your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. That's audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. Janelle and Rob Alex are experts in relationships and intimacy dynamics. They are mentoring couples around the globe. As best-selling authors, their newest releases are the Mission Date Night Adventure Series. They also co-host the Mission Date Night podcast. They are passionate about married dating, which is such an important thing, secret animal powers, and transcendent lovemaking. Rob and Janelle are obliterating long-standing relationship myths, and we're going to find out what they are today. Welcome to the show, Rob and Alec. Uh, Rob and Janelle. I keep thinking <laughs> one of you is called Ooh, Alex. Probably. You probably get that. No, that's all right. Usually it's Rob that yes, gets called Alex. I get called so. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do today. It's easy enough to do. I tease him about having two first names. 
<laughs> right, I know. It's We're tough, excited to but, be here. Uh, my name, my yeah. name is no, no fun. So um, <laughs> make fun of yeah. Andy Weiner all the time. Okay. So um, one thing I had a question about is uh, what are secret animal powers? Before we go into oh, our topic, is, I'm just really curious. That's that's my baby, um, and I ah. get asked that all the time. People love that. They're so inquisitive about it. Secret animal powers. It's really um, that animalistic energy. It's really also our creative energy that we have. It's how we show up in the world. So a lot of people are a bit more familiar with the concept of power animals. Um, It is quite similar to that. Uh, You know, I like to explain because my main animal, secret animal power, is that of the jaguar. Um, So the jaguar, if you research that or if I teach you that, however that goes, (laughs) Um, And you can come to understand that with the jaguar, for example, um, it's very much about they have a very powerful presence. They're very uh, take a very it's easy for them to take a leadership role, but they also are very I, I sometimes say it in a loving way, but loners, they're independent. They like to be on their own. And Rob's main secret animal power is that of the wolf, which happens to be my second. But um And the wolf is very much about the pack, that mentality, the family. And so that's something for Rob and I, when we discovered these things about ourselves, it helped us even understand our relationship better because I personally like to be so independent at times and he's more – more focus of this always makes me sound bad as a woman i think that because those, <laughs> those things that get put on it's like oh as a woman you're supposed to be this great you know family oriented which i am but there's that piece where i'm like oh janelle needs her janelle time and i need to stand out here and do this piece over here by myself and when we understood hey that's because that's my top one that makes the most sense and then it just made a shift in our relationship a while back um and uh, and there's there's so much more, and I know that's not our whole point today. So I'll just stop. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that, Janelle. And and I think that that it really points to understanding your partner in general. And I think you know the mm-hmm. love five love languages, which I've talked about a lot on our show, and and also mm-hmm. how often introverts, you know, and extroverts end up together, which it sounds like you have a little bit of that going on. Um, and there's nothing wrong with either person. It's just understanding each other so that you don't blame each other for the way that you behave. I think that's right. kind of what it boils down yeah. to, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Correct. And understand that. And as you mentioned there, because the, there's times that I'm more of the introvert and Rob's the one that wants to shine. <laughs> yeah. So it's an mm-hmm. interesting dynamic. Um, so, yeah, it's very important to understand yourself and then to be able to understand your partner is vital. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. And I think a lot of people don't understand themselves and they don't they don't really love themselves and that's a whole other show. But so let's talk about couples who already are together. And uh-huh. so why do you think they um they do need adventure and and spark and mystery in their relationships? Oh, well we we need it in our life in general. I mean, um, but when you have it in your relationship, it keeps everything fresh and it keeps it exciting. If you can think back, if you're if you're in a long-term relationship or have been in a long-term relationship, you think back to those early days and how exciting it was and how you couldn't wait for that that person to show up and to go on the date, and your your whole world kind of revolved around it. And as we get on in our relationship. That kind of goes on the back burner. We have kids, we have jobs, and we don't put as much focus on that. And that's where we start to lose connection with each other. 
and we start to lose that playfulness that is so vital for couples in their relationship to keep it growing and improving all the time. Well, and I believe so strongly that when we are dating our committed partner, our spouse, whatever that might be, um, it does. It keeps that romance and mm. the desire and the passion readily available. It just creates mm. opportunities to deepen the relationship all the time. Um so, yeah, and and it's fun and, and to be lighthearted about it because, of course, Mission Date Night, which is our brand, um, you know, is is the playful piece along with the deep, serious stuff. Um, but we always make it, and when we teach and talk, we're so playful and goofy and just sometimes big dorks, but that's what we, you know, it's like it's okay to just be silly even if you're talking about a really serious topic because right. the playfulness is something that, um, in big corporate America, for example, has been lost, and we need that across the board. Well, and laughter is an important piece in all that, as Janelle was talking about, the silliness and the playfulness. It's so vital. I often say laughter is the best medicine, and it's great for your relationship, too, because if you see couples laughing together, they usually have a better relationship than those that can't laugh with each other, mm -hmm. and it's just so dry. But you see those couples that are laughing together, and everybody's like, oh, they must have a great relationship. <laughs> mhm, mm It's so true. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. interesting that I deal on the dating side more than the relationship side. And that's that's one of the number one things you're going to find in almost every dating profile is sense mm -hmm. of humor. And mm -hmm. I don't think people people think they have to, like, study comedy in order, in order to be good at <laughs> dating. And that's not the point, you know. And I actually was married to a comedian. Um, and oh, yeah. so it's, it's – uh, one of the reasons I married him is because he was so playful, and we did yeah. laugh together, and, and we did really well in that realm. We didn't do well on, on others. but So laughter, obviously, is not enough. Um, and right, to right. me, laughter, it's, it's also about the, 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 the way that you see the world, um, because what you mm -hmm. laugh at is, has so much to do with your value system. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. Um, taking it all... Um, as lightheartedly as you can. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, again, I, I know I kind of just said that, but because we obviously have so many serious pieces. And I know Rob, Rob's father just passed um, almost a year ago now, unexpectedly. And mm -hmm. um, so, you know, but yet, you know, he when Rob is at the funeral home, he's cracking jokes. And I know I've done that at many times at different funerals. And, and so it's, mm -hmm. it's having that moment. And even though it was a loss of his father and and um, those pieces that uh, a lot of pain for the family, you know, laughter brought a lot of healing. And so there was a playfulness there. And, um, you know, I didn't get to be there for other reasons. Well, you, you, and you have to know your partner's <laughs> sense of humor, too, because yeah. there, there's varying levels. You know, there's um, the dry sense of humor and there's just the, the total silly, goofy kind of sense of humor. So you have to find out what fits for both of you because, if somebody's got a really dry sense of humor and that doesn't appeal to you, that's, you know, it's going to be hard for you to overcome mm -hmm. that. You know, if they're cracking jokes that you're not thinking is funny, uh, you know, then that can really create a wedge, too. So you have to know, um, you know, you have to know your partner and know what you're getting into. And that whole experience um, transpires to, you know, 
the the connection in your relationship, as we call it, the blended spirit of mm-hmm. your relationship. Well, and a few weeks ago, um, I was goofing around with um, our 19-year-old son, and we were talking about something silly. And and uh, so the point is, I was laying on the kitchen floor, and and you know my son and I are cracking up, and Rob comes in and he's like. I don't even want to know. And he just steps over me and goes on. And so it was just like, it's okay. You know, it wasn't funny to him, but it was out of context right. for him too. He's like, whatever, I don't want to know. Um, and so right. it's, but yet that's become kind of a funny little thing that we've talked about. Now, and it's just now we've shared it a few times um, in interviews or whatever, because it's, it was just like, you guys are weird. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, and I think that well, yeah. to me is another thing. It feeds into that honoring and respecting your partner, right. even because there's times where I was like, oh, you got to see this video or something. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't funny to me. And it's okay. It's hilarious <laughs> to him. And so I honor and respect that. So. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I and you don't always find the same things funny. And I have that with my son, too. We laugh about almost everything. Um, we see the world similarly. And yet he's 24 and he likes a lot of teenage boy kind of humor and I don't find that funny. So but that's okay. We respect each other for our different humor in that right. in that realm. But for the most part, you know, we we you know, we do connect really strongly in that way and I think that's that's ideal. So so we want to bring that playfulness and, and that spark and, and I think that's so important. So how can how can people find more mystery and play in their relationship? Well, I think one of the things is doing different things. You know, I know that's um, kind of a common idea. You know, get out of the rut, do something different. And mind you, that doesn't always feel easy for people to do. They're like, I don't, I don't know. You know, that's that common, like, well, we're going to go on a date night, but what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to mm-hmm. do? <laughs> so, right, right. Um, yeah, it's so common. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. They don't have a restaurant called. I don't know where. <laughs> where do you want to um, <laughs> So, you know, there are just so many different things. You know, reach out, find something different. Um, you know, maybe you, you found something on YouTube that was funny and you want to discuss it. Um, of course, we have the Mission Date Night Adventures, which are newer, and we have a variety of different things we've done. Those are newer, uh, one of the newer things we've released, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, um, because they're those effortless ideas, whether it's Mission Date Night Adventures or, you know, we have friends that do the Fantasy Box or we have uh, Laura Korn that does the 101 Nights of Great Sex. You know, there's there's all those ideas and we're friends with her. So there's so many different options out there that ideas can just be handed to you. Um, To be honest, you could do a Google search and say, you know, date night ideas and a variety of different things come up. So it's about saying, Hey, wait a minute, we haven't done this yet. Or I would like to go do this. What do you think about that? Would you go into try? I think, I think the big thing here is just to step a little bit out of your comfort Mm -hmm. zone together and it's amazing how the connection grows when you do that, when you guys are both uncomfortable just a little bit. You know, I'm not talking do something that, you know, neither one of you would even try ever, but do something a little bit out of your comfort zone for both of you, and you form this bond because you're both experiencing the same thing at that time. And I would say with that um, – it just one of those crazy way outside of the comfort zone things is if I went to Rob and said, Hey, let's go this weekend and jump out of a plane. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would be like, what? That's kind of a big thing to do. I don't know if I'm ready for that. But in in that case, even if it's not, you know, that extreme, 
Um, if your your instant feeling is, ooh, I don't want to do that, then wait a minute. First of all, go, well, why why am I triggered? Why do I not want to do that? Instead of just no, think about it a minute and go, hmm, you know, and take that uh-huh. in and, and think about it, kind of feel your way through it instead of just throwing it at your partner. No, that's stupid. Oh, I don't want to do that. Are you crazy? This leads, to, <laughs> this leads to a great conversation that the two of you can have, you know, as you're sitting there mm-hmm. and don't have anything to do is bring some of these things up. What kind of things could we try or what kind of things would you like to try? And let that go back and forth and create a bucket list, if you will, mm-hmm. of things you want to try. So the next time you're sitting there going, I don't know what we're going to do, you have your bucket list. And let's pick one of these and things you and might, try it out. You might want to set levels on that, right? Yeah. So you have these things that are just a little bit outside of the comfort zone. And if there's things that you're willing where you have to you know, jump out of the plane uh, and, and do something bigger, then, you know, plus there's financial aspects to those, for, obviously, um, for most everybody. Right. I, I don't care who you are because skydiving, for example, would be an expensive thing for most people to do. So um, there's things to really look at there and um, and be, in that sense, practical about it and if you have those things kind of written down somewhere or saved on your phone or wherever, then you can go, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot we wanted to well, do that. Let's do that. Yeah, now. even I mean, even different restaurants that you've never tried. I know I, I can relate. Um, Janelle and I went to a Thai restaurant for the first time, and we were so, we were like, we don't know what to order. We're like, and, you know, it's just like it was so uncomfortable, but we got there. We really loved the food. The waiter was great, helped us out, you know, mm-hmm. told us what we needed and what not to order. That was way too spicy. So. And it creates <laughs> lasting memories because even though that's been, oh, my gosh, that's back before we even moved out of Indiana. So it's been years and years ago now that we did that. But I remember we were walking out, and there was a gentleman that, that clearly had something very hot and spicy because he was just pouring with sweat. <laughs> but it made for a fun story. You know, even though we didn't experience that, we were like, oh, my gosh, that guy's eating something really hot. So it, it created funny. those lasting memories. We can go back and remember that first time we went and so forth. So um, so important to Instead of just those date nights or any time that you're together and they all start to blend together because you're doing the same thing over and over and over and they don't stand out. Yeah, exactly. Well, these are great ideas and I'm sitting here with a smile on my face because (laughs) you're just making me laugh. I'm getting excited to try some new things. Um, because people do fall in a rut, and that is something in my marriage. I was married for 23 years, and it was boring a lot of the time. Um, I like trying new things. That's part of my personality. I'm a, I'm a risk taker. Not, I'm not a jumping out of the plane risk taker, but I do like, <laughs> I like trying I new that. things. I like, yeah, I, also, I liked exposing my children to new experiences, uh-huh. too. And for my husband, who, you know, had this big career as a comedian and a puppeteer, his idea of a good time was to go visit his parents every Sunday. And, um, uh, you know, routine, very much routine. And so um, it, it's, I think it's important to be able to come to some, to some conclusion about what you both would like to do and to, and to be able, willing to explore that you have a trigger and, and maybe you can push yourself a little beyond that. And I think it also... The thing I keep thinking about is that um, your sex life will benefit. So let's talk a little bit oh, about yeah, that right. because I think um, in general people get into a rut sexually. Um, they become mm-hmm. very routine for the most part in a long-term mm-hmm. relationship or a marriage. So um, first of all, do you think these date nights lead to better sex? 
Um, well, I want to, because first, I really want to answer this piece. I want to get this out there, and then absolutely, because Rob, I think, wants to answer your question there. But I want to make it very clear that when we get very close to someone, um, you know, when we're first in the relationship, those feel-good, I can't talk, feel-good hormones are raging, <laughs> and, you know, that's normal. There are chemicals that are released. It is different. Um, and so, yes, the closer you become to someone, the more emotionally bonded and connected that you get to your partner or potential future partner, um, then those chemicals, they, they do, they settle down. And so we do get into that comfort zone. Right. And so that's where you have to. It's another reason to have the mystery and the different pieces there. Um, so sometimes the closer we are on the friendship side of the partnership, then the sexual desire can wane. And so it's important to recognize that and to, and in a few seconds here, I can't tell you how to, you know, work past that and fix it, um, but it's, it really is. It's about keeping some mystery and being able to do something different. We go back to that again right. so that there is that excitement and that, uh, what I consider it, that sacred environment, that sacred space where you feel comfortable with each other, where you can be vulnerable and try something different, whether it's the date night or whether it's a sexual date night. Right. And, you know, it doesn't always have to lead to sex. And you've got to get your mind out of the concept of it's just, you know, that sex is just intercourse. You know, you can be sexy with each other out at dinner or you can be flirty with each other, you know, as you're walking down the street. And those are all what I would consider sexy. One of the big things I tell everybody is that foreplay begins in the morning when you wake up, that first kiss goodbye, the way you, you know, the texts or the phone calls you might send to each other throughout the day. That's when the foreplay starts and it continues on. It's not just when you go in the bedroom and you shut the door. Um, uh -huh. There's so much energy and excitement that is sexual that you can have it flowing between you without even touching I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the touch exaggerates it and makes it better and mm -hmm. makes it more exciting. But you can you, you can have that sexual energy flowing between the two of you just standing as, as I'm sitting here looking at Janelle. I mean, I can feel it. And there's this uh, amazing uh, openness. I, I hate to get too spiritual on you here right now, but when you break free from the just the physical aspects mm -hmm. of sex and how great it feels physically you can open it up to a lot of different things. And a, and a lot of the sexy challenges that I have written um, mm -hmm. deal with those type of topics as well as the mission date nights or, or, or have a little bit a of little that bit in there, yeah, too. Yeah. And the other thing, and I just to kind of piggyback there on what Rob said, sex doesn't have to be and shouldn't always be goal-oriented. Right. There is not a need to reach the finish line. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't even have to be both partners being completely fully active, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. um, it's what you need, and cuddle time even could be just that. It doesn't have to go to what, you know, we kind of uh, give that general concept of, what, ooh, this is what sex is. It doesn't have to be that. Make it what it, define it for you and your relationship. Redefine it. What is it for you? What does it work out to be for you? How does it feel right? Um, so there have to be, yes, some communication there. Um, it doesn't always have to be talking communication. There's many, many, many ways right. to communicate with your partner. Um, so you have to learn those things. Again, it, it goes back. We said it at the beginning, right? But it goes back to really knowing yourself. And when you really know yourself, you can share that self with your partner so he or she gets to really know you. Yeah.
<laughs> yes. Um, I'm glad you brought all this up. And I, I want to also come back to something you said a little bit earlier, Janelle, which is um, that the the concept of sex being, um, like when you become too friendly in your relationship, mm-hmm. that the spark can wane. And I know that, you know, affairs happen sometimes in that space and people are looking for a little bit more excitement um, and friendship can be a, a, an attraction killer in, in many ways. Yes. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, people who are in the friend zone are not really attractive to you. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's a key that a lot of people miss. So I just wanted to really bring that out again because I think it's such an important piece. And that's why everything that you're doing with the adventure and the spark and the play mm-hmm. um, really adds to bringing all of that excitement back from the courtship phase of your relationship. Yeah. Well, and, you know, to kind of shift that a little bit, um, really, you know, set up a time that you're going to have a date, whether it's a mission date night adventure or, you know, whatever it might be, or we just interviewed uh, a friend of ours the other day. Um, she works for liberator.com, uh, but um, I've been promoting all kinds of people today. I like to promote other people. They're so awesome. But, um, you know, but she was talking about, and this is a common idea, you know, again, I've heard many people do it over the years, but I, I love that she does this, and every once in a while, she'll dress up as a different woman, so she kind of, she gets to step into a different role, and she looks like somebody else a little bit, and then she and her husband meet somewhere, you know, they meet at a bar, but there's mm-hmm. a different energy, and there's, then you are, you're triggering those different chemicals to be released, and it is that, oh, don't tell my husband, you know, And but yet, you're with your husband, <laughs> So it's it's safe, it's okay in so many ways. Um, Because, again, not because I know Rob and I do focus a lot on the spiritual, non-religious, but spiritual pieces, and I I know that's not our focus today, so I don't want to do that to you. But um, understand that when you're with someone, there is an energetic connection. Even if you feel like it's just straight-up physical sex, there's still an energy connection there. So really be conscientious and use discernment <laughs> with who you're going to be with. <laughs> so, you know, uh-huh. um, of course, we advocate committed relationships and uh, focusing on that. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I do, to too. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. And I actually I love that you brought up the energy, um, because I think that if you just really tune into that energy, even on a first date or a first phone call, there's well, a first date more because you really want to see what you're like in person and the energy that's created between two people is so important. And that's why tomorrow in my inner circle, which is my group coaching um, call that I do once a month, we're talking about managing expectations in dating. And a lot mm-hmm. of expectations get built up through online dating, through a profile, through an essay. Mm-hmm. And they're not real. They're not real until right. you meet that person, until you feel that energy. And and I learned the hard way by building up expectations and practically marrying somebody before meeting them. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, I just, I wanted a relationship so badly. And I had just started dating after my divorce. And, mm-hmm. you know, people sounded amazing through phone yeah. calls and emails mm-hmm. and it's a very common thing, and and that that energy exchange is just so critical. So, um, yes, it is really important. Can I take off from that just for a moment, there? Yes, Sorry. please. Um, I just want to say on the expectations, it's so important. As once you do get into a relationship, and then it continues, and you have those comfort levels. Um, you know, Rob and I have been together almost fourteen years, so 
and we, you know, we're, this is a second marriage for the two of us. Uh, you know, we were married previously, so we understand all of that part too. (laughs) And, um, so you have to understand that your expectations actually start to change over time because your personal self grows and changes over time. We just do things change. If we have children, you know, Rob and I have kids and we have a child together as well, you know, so, there's just different pieces, right? If you look at being a parent, obviously our expectations of our children change. You know, what they do as an infant versus a teenager versus an adult. Mm-hmm. So understand that your expectations of yourself, your expectations of your partner will grow and change emotionally, mentally, and physically, you know, um, sexually, and I start to say spiritually. So um, those things change, and I, I just wanted to point that well, out. Well, yeah, there's no – one thing that I always tell everybody in – Janelle said it a little bit earlier with um, sex not being goal-oriented, but your relationship shouldn't be goal-oriented. There's no finish line to a relationship that says you cross this finish line and you've got the best relationship because it is evolving constantly. Just what? Like, I thought know, you were my Prince Charming. Uh, I am Prince Charming. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it's a journey, and it's, it's full of peaks and valleys, and you're going to have great times, you're going to have bad times, but, you know, they balance out. Um, so I, I just want everybody to get away from the thought process of, oh, if I get the house with a little white picket fence and my life's going to be perfect because it's never going to be perfect. And once you realize that and realize you're going to have some bad times, but they're going to be balanced out with good times, mm-hmm. it kind of changes your perspective on relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good way to close out this segment because <laughs> I think you know people need to remember that what they put in is what they get out, and that relationships are are constantly growing and changing as people are. Hopefully, you know, and and we need to nurture the relationships that we have, which is why we need date nights and why we need to keep the spark alive. It doesn't just happen on its own. Um, so thank you so much for this really informative. Um, show today and um people can find you on missiondatenight.com correct yes yes uh-huh okay yep, so absolutely. janelle and rob alex and um thank you i really appreciate you being on the show today that oh, was thank wonderful you. to be here we had fun yeah thank you thank you and thank you everybody for listening in today and i hope you all go on your last first date very soon take care